Welcome to Great Photography, this is Daniel. In today's episode, I want to talk about how we can get out of our comfort zone. Today's topic is something I've been thinking about quite a bit, namely staying and getting out of our comfort zone. There is a project I have been meaning to start that involves approaching people on the streets, eventually trying to take their photographs or street portraits, and also recording some short audio snippets. I've been thinking about this project for a while now and have figured out the technical aspects on how I want to do this, but my biggest roadblock right now is simply getting out of my comfort zone and starting the project and starting to approach people. At the moment, it probably doesn't help that crime has been on the rise. I do live in a bigger city in the US. But then this is also another excuse to stay in my comfort zone. Anyway, let's get started with this topic and explore it some more. As we are becoming more experienced photographers, we naturally are becoming more and more comfortable with technique and with how to create stronger images. That said, it is relatively easy to just get into a rut and keep repeating the same thing, same or similar subject choice, same or similar compositions, same or similar processing, same or similar gear, lens choices, etc., etc. And our results might be good or even great, but perhaps we start to feel a little less inspired about our own work. Maybe we feel like we are stuck in a rut, meaning we are repeating that same creative process and are getting bored or start and or start to feel uninspired. So if that sounds like at least somewhat familiar, how can we get our inspiration back and how can we get out of this rut? So for the sake of making the examples I'd like to cover in this episode a bit more specific, let's assume our main interest is landscape photography. I use this genre for illustrative purposes, but feel free to replace the landscape photography genre with your favorite genre, be it street, portrait or whatever. So let's further assume that we have optimized, if not perfected, our process of finding great landscape locations and subjects, including timing for sunrises and sunset shots, finding good angles, finding solid compositions with interesting foregrounds, middle grounds and backgrounds. And let's also assume that we have the right tools to generate lovely landscape photographs. Typically, this involves a camera with a lens and a tripod. But now let's assume that while our photographs look nice, we are simply no longer excited about creating them. Somehow we lost our energy, our excitement and our interest. So how can we get our mojo back? Well, some people say one way to get it back is to step out of our comfort zone. How can we define a comfort zone? I guess it is fairly straightforward, but it can be defined as a psychological state where we feel literally comfortable or at ease and we are not being tested. When we are comfortable, we tend to not engage in new experiences, 
or in any new challenges, and we tend to stick to the familiar, the known, and the comfortable. Perhaps you can see why this might be a problem for creativity. In the extreme case, we simply don't get out to photograph and stay in the comfort of our home. So let's discuss some ideas on what this could entail. And I want to initially focus on things that are not requiring to get any new gear or tools. Now, I do have to admit, getting out of our comfort zone to create something truly unique may sound paradoxical. Often it is said that one has to put the work in to truly achieve greatness. You heard about the concept of 10,000 hours. Picasso simply said, the muse has to find you working. And I think there is certainly a lot of evidence around the fact that truly extraordinary work generally does not happen without significant effort and determination, and certainly doesn't happen overnight. But the point of getting out of our comfort zone in the context of today's discussion is perhaps not to immediately create something extraordinary, but simply to find inspiration in something new in new ways of doing things or looking at things, or simply learning new things. What are some strategies to get out of our comfort zone at a high level? So here are five ways to do that. Number one, change up your routine. Number two, challenge a belief. Number three, expand your skill set and learn something new. Number four, travel somewhere new. And number five, choose a fear and face it. So let's start changing up our routine. An obvious way to do this in the context of photography is to change the choice of subject. Our typical landscape photographs contain often, quote unquote, just landscapes, perhaps lakes, mountains, meadows, skies, clouds hopefully all lit beautifully by the sun. How about adding a human element to it? Often landscape photographers like to avoid including people in their photographs, but how about purposefully including people in our photographs? This doesn't even have to be staged. Maybe you are photographing a busy mountain hike somewhere and the hikers are now just part of the beautiful scene you are photographing perhaps far away, so you may not have to get their permission or a model release. Another relatively simple and straightforward way to change the subject would be to focus on photographing smaller or more intimate landscapes in our compositions, instead of photographing grand sweeping landscapes. Perhaps we focus on some details. We can even go smaller and try out macro photography. If we don't have a macro lens, we can get an extension tube for 20 or $30. And some lenses allow to focus quite closely. And while this is not precisely macro, it will get us in the ballpark. Another way to change up our routine is to change composition and perspective. Often landscape photographers use tripods to stabilize the camera during longer exposures and also to achieve optimal sharpness. Perhaps we can try to change our perspective and find a spot where we can photograph from a more unusual perspective. Maybe it is a really low angle, or maybe we find some aerial perspective. 
Another relatively simple way to change our compositions and perspective is to use different lenses or different focal lengths. Many landscape photographers use a wide angle lens as their go-to lens, maybe a 24 millimeter or so, or 28 millimeter. If that's the case, perhaps photograph landscapes with a telephoto lens or even a 50 millimeter lens or an 85 millimeter lens. Of course, there are no rules, but the key here is to get out of the rut of using the same equipment all the time and use something that we're not as used to. Maybe you even change cameras. If we don't have another camera that we're not often using, maybe we can swap cameras with a friend. This possibly small change could be a lot of fun. You have to learn a new camera, new camera settings, maybe a new lens, maybe the color rendering is a little different, maybe the lens just behaves a little differently, and so forth. Of course, we can change up our compositions as already discussed. If we are working with very simple compositions, maybe we change it up and we try to create purposefully multi-layered complex compositions. Let's talk about challenging a belief. During a workshop, I heard a pro photographer uh, say, I never photograph during midday, only around sunrise and sunset. Now, he was referring during sunny conditions. And while I was shocked by this statement on the one hand, I do understand this statement. And I think it was well intended for the audience of the you know, landscape photography workshop. As the light during golden hour or blue hour is just often very magical, and so are the resulting colors of the photograph. So, as mentioned, he clearly was not referring to an overcast situation, because during overcast, of course, it's fairly easy and straightforward to photograph during midday. Also, it is no wonder that much great cinematography is created during golden hour. So, regardless, let's challenge this belief to never photograph in the middle of a sunny day. Let's just go out and create photographs during midday. Let's embrace the strong contrasts, the hard shadows, and let's look for opportunities those conditions create, especially also the shadows. A relatively obvious choice, of course, is to then revert to black and white, which then accentuates the tonalities from the brightest highlights to the darkest shadows. So another thing we can do is to simply learn something new. So we talked about changing up our routine by changing up uh, subject matter, the choice of lens, choice of perspective. We talked about challenging beliefs. Another way to get out of our comfort zone is to expand our skill set and learn some new techniques. For landscape photographers, a relatively obvious skill might be to learn how to photograph night skies, also known as astrophotography. As a landscape photographer, you would most likely already have the tools that are needed for either long exposure and or astrophotography, namely a tripod, a camera with a relatively large sensor and a wide angle lens. YouTube and Google are your friend, and there are tons of great resources to learn such new techniques if that's of interest to you. Or 
Perhaps you want to up your post-processing game and start learning how to use Photoshop or how to use luminosity masks. Again, YouTube and Google are your friend and the amount of free resources to learn something new on the internet is simply amazing. Or how about to just create a small print project? Maybe start really simple, design a little booklet, a little magazine using MacCloud.com. Depending on which style you choose, this costs only a few dollars. And while the paper is not Hahnemühle quality, it is a great exercise of compiling some of your work together in a tangible, fun project format and in cohesive fashion. And of course, you can share that with your friends and family and others. If you are interested in learning more about printing your own work, I recommend you check out my previous episodes with Daniel Milner. I will also link to these episodes in the show notes. Another fun thing to do, of course, is to travel somewhere new. And again, in the spirit of not spending extra money, maybe instead of traveling somewhere by car or by plane, maybe you just go to a close-by city or town and photograph that instead of your typical landscape. There are quite a few similarities, and this simple change in scenery of now photographing a town or a city and subject matter might provide some inspiration and excitement. Now, this last example, choose a fear and face it, might be the most extreme of all of them, and it may not necessarily be intuitive. And to be clear, I do not suggest we are facing an extreme fear such as fear of flying and simply exposing ourselves to it. I am envisioning something we are not very comfortable with, like talking to strangers somewhere outside. Now, we discussed that we could include people in our landscape photographs, and depending on how we want to accomplish this, this may entail to speak with the person we are going to photograph, and not just snapping their picture. In fact, that's typically the right thing to do. Facing this fear is not necessarily easy for those of us not super comfortable approaching strangers. And I kind of mentioned in the beginning that, you know, one of my projects that I'm planning to do involve exactly that. But I think after a few times and after realizing that more likely than not, this should not really create any issues if done in a respectful and sensible way, we might get ourselves out of our rut of staying in our comfort zone and start incorporating the human element in our landscape or other photography. All right, so this kind of wraps up this short episode about getting out of our comfort zone. I hope you found this helpful. Thanks so much again for all the support, and thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.